Next talk contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630 The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today we're talking about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> I can't sing without doing this dance. It's a super she's weird like, shoulder dance. She's like moving her shoulders. It's like I'm 90. Hip-hopping in her chair. Yeah, I, I, clearly I'm aging as I sing. <laughs> so previously we did a show on sex ed curriculum, like what you need to know. It was a great show um, because as your kids, you know, whether public or private, as they get older, that's going to be a part of a discussion you're going to have to have and prepare them for. And so we gave you some real practical things that you need to know and do before that comes up. And we brought on an expert who kind of works in this space, kind of to tell us what she's seeing and the trends, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So we could be aware of what's going on. One of the things we said in that show was, listen, we, we firmly believe that sex ed needs to define terms for kids and make sure that they know sex is sex, right? Mm -hmm. But the conversation about who to have sex with, when to engage in that sexual activity and all kinds of things, we believe that is a parental choice. We believe that there's a line there. And we advocate strongly that parents take the lead in talking to their kids about sex. So because of that, you have to be ready to talk to your kids about sex. And we wanted to do a real practical show on what this looks like at the different ages and stages. Yeah, because if we aren't stepping into that space, if we're just relying on school or we're just hoping they'll figure it out, which I hope I hope it's not either of those. But if it is, if it is and we're not stepping into that space, we know what our kids are going to do. They're going to ask their friends and they're going to Google it. Um, They're going to find it easily and it's not going to be what you hoped for them in understanding what sex is, especially as if you're a Christian and you want them to understand sex as God designed it. Well, and, you know, I know that when your elementary kid asks you a highly sexualized question, it is freak out mode. It is like, what is happening, right? Mm-hmm. I want you to tweak your thinking, okay? I want you to tweak your thinking. What if your kid Googles that? What is it going to take them to? Yeah. It's going to take them to videos of pornography. So let me just tell you some of the most searched terms on Pornhub last year. Anal? threesome, and stepmom. Do you want your kid being educated by Pornhub? Yeah. Like that's the, that's the answer. And so, well, let's just take it one step further too. You might be saying, well, I just don't think my kid is going to look that up. I don't think they're going to see Pornhub. I, you know, they're too young. If they Google what is, what is oral sex or what is, but let's say you're, let's say they don't Google their friends will. And so we always have to look outside the obvious, too. If yeah, you're girl, like, you know it, what? Preach it. I have people tell me all the time because I have the youngest kids. They're like, my kid, we don't, they don't have access. You know, how are they going to hear about it? Or I shut that stuff down. Yeah, I, I shut it down. Yes, we hear that all the time. And I said, well, do they ever go anywhere <laughs> at all outside of your home? Do they have any friends, neighbors, church, anything Boy Scouts, whatever it is, a place where they interact with other kids. Well, yes, of course they do. Well, then they're going to hear something. We've got to prepare them for it. I cannot tell you the number of calls and messages we get that kids are exposed to this at church yeah. through a conversation or somebody else's phone. 
even if your kids aren't allowed to have a phone. And you it's hear you, a lot. You hear us fired up because we have We're the opportunity. Fired up. We're, We're fired. Sweating. We're sweaty. That's weird. Um, we're fired up in, because you have the opportunity to step into this space. You really do. And the the more that you step into it, it becomes easier. I promise you. At first, it is awful and awkward in your mind, but it becomes a great safe place for you and your kid. I, I mean, I'm sharing all this stuff with you guys because I don't want you to be afraid of this conversation. Right. If you can get past that fear, mm-hmm. you're saving your kids. Yeah. From pornography exposure, from being taught about sex from the world. Like, there's so many voices coming at your kids so loud. We want your voice to be heard the most because you can point them to Jesus. Yeah. Right? So let's let's dig in here. Let's talk about some of the real practical stories that we hear at different ages and stages and things that we know work in. Well, let's talk about, like, what it's not. Right. Okay. I grew up in a situation we didn't talk about sex very often at all. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't really remember anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we revert to, okay, well, this is a checklist. So we're going to have a 10-minute conversation about sex this Sunday night and then check. I never have to talk about it again. Mm-hmm. And then next Sunday night, we will tackle pornography mm-hmm. and then check that off. And then we never have to talk about it again. That is not what we're saying here. Yeah. We are talking about creating a healthy dialogue. So you're going to be planting seeds when they're babies. You know, when little teachable moments come up, you're going to be planting these seeds. But as they get older, this conversation is going to look totally different. Mm -hmm. Like think of it like an ongoing conversation. Yeah. Right? It's an ongoing process. And so when you've got teenagers like me, it may be watching shows like The Bachelor. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. (laughs) I'm judging you. But (laughs) – I'm telling you, there's so many teachable moments about sex in that in that show right there. Um, and this season is great because there's a girl on there who is waiting for marriage because mm-hmm. of her beliefs. Mm-hmm. She's very well-spoken and she feels herself um, like, I, I'm not judging you for your behavior, but I don't know if I can be in this relationship anymore because mm-hmm. you're choosing something different than I'm choosing, mm-hmm. right? And it's just been amazing conversations, which... I would have avoided had I just listened to the judgment of don't watch The Bachelor with your kids. So <laughs> I'm just saying it's just an example of when your kids get older, you're watching more shows with them that they're exposed to way more. And it, you can have so many great conversations. Yeah, this looks so different at different ages and it looks different for every family. But I'll tell you one thing that I don't want to say doesn't work, but I want you to think of it more like as a tool if it's important to you. Because of the age of my kids, I hear from parents a lot, especially moms, that will say, okay, I have planned this special getaway. We're going to go away for the weekend, me and my girl, and we are going to have the talk. And it's going to be special and beautiful, and we're, you know, it's going to be this, this amazing thing. And what I want to say is there's nothing wrong with having special girls weekend and, you know, doing something that is just between you and your daughter. But when you begin this process with the standard that to talk about these important things, you have to go away and it has to be a special moment to cover things like sex or cover, you know, things like pornography. Then in their minds, you're planting the seed that to talk about these things with mom or dad, it has to be a special set apart time. Instead of any time it comes into my mind or any time that I want to talk about it or I'm worried or concerned or have questions. And that's not how we want to start this conversation. I mean, it's the same thing as like having a Sunday family meeting and that's the only time we can address these issues. Yes. That's not the kind of culture we want to build in our home. We yeah. want to build a culture where we're driving to soccer practice or, you yeah. know, we're on the way home from school and they heard something at school and they need to get it off their chest really fast. What is this? What is this? You yes. Know? That's the kind of culture we want to create. Now, 
I love how you said that, though. It's a tool. So if that's yeah. if that's something that excites you and you want to do that, anything that gets you talking to your kids is not a bad thing. Exactly. But th- what we want to be careful of here is that you don't check a box and never come back to the conversation. So, you know, maybe use it as a tool to be like, this is the beginning of our conversation. And when we go back home, we can talk about this at any time. Yeah. You know, add that in at the end if you want to do something like that. I even told this mom the other day, I was like, what if you told uh, your daughter, because she had already planned this trip. I said, what if you told your daughter that you really wanted to have space to talk about this and begin these conversations without being interrupted by the boys in the house? Like you just wanted it to feel comfortable for her when you started the conversation. And she loved that because she said all the time the boys are like, what are you talking about? And knocking on the door. And so I think that makes sense. Maybe on your getaway, have a code word that when your little girl wants to talk about sex or has a question and she wants to do it in private, when mom hears that code word, it's, I got to go to her room or I got to carve out the space or whatever, you know, like, so it's not bad, but it's only, it's just like, it's just like phone monitoring devices. It's the exact same concept. It's a tool. But if you implement it and then take your hands off the wheel and say, I'm done. I don't have to do anymore. That's the problem. Exactly. That's the problem we want to avoid. Yeah. Okay. We we sound a little preachy here, but we're but we're like we're this passionate is, about this it. This is important. Like yeah. this is really really important. Um, you know, we're gonna just throw some Bible verses out there for you. Um, okay. because as everything at Next Talk, how you want to handle this conversation is your choice. Your your family, your choice. But we believe that the truth comes from the word of God. And so we base all of our conversations on that. And so we want to talk to you about where we're coming from. Um, there's a lot of verses that we could point to. I just want to give you like two or three that you have in your tool belt. Okay. Um, Genesis two twenty four, a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. And then I love following up with that. Genesis 4.1, Adam made love to his wife, Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. Mm-hmm. That's sex right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> um, I also love 1 Corinthians 7, 2, and 3. I think it's very simple and it's very much to the point and tells kids what God thinks about this. It says, because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's sexual needs. That's sex. So good. I mean, it's there in black and white, right? Yeah. And so either you believe that that's true or not. Mm-hmm. And that's your family, your choice. Mm-hmm. But at Next Talk, all of our conversations are centered around that truth. And that's a great way to start the conversation with your kids when they ask a question um, is to say, well, let's see what God says about that. And you, you'll hear us say that all the time. It's like pointing kids back to scripture instead of spoon feeding them. Is saying, here's a couple of verses. Look it up and tell me what you think this means. What does God feel about sex? Does he have a word on it for us? And they love that because they usually are surprised. My kids are anyway. They're like, oh, my word. Like. It's in there. It's in like it says the word. <laughs> yeah, it's it, we do that a lot, even with like discipline and other things. It's great to point them back so they know where to find it, and they know that it's not just your opinion, right? Because we get it wrong sometimes. Let's just be real. We're, when we're, I told my kids I know everything and I'm the smartest person on the planet, they couldn't find that in the Bible. So you know, <laughs> it just helps to validate God's word. Um, yeah, and you know, that's if you have readers and they can go read a verse. Yeah. But Kim, you know, you've got you you've got the smallest kids on the team. I mean, what does this look like planting seeds in little in littles? 
You know, um, we started really young with Next Talk in, on this journey, and it, it started with just we ask a lot of questions to gauge kind of where our kids are at, and then we just plant little seeds along the way um, about our relationship, like about my husband and I being best friends, about love and honoring each other. Um, we will just talk about marriages between a man and a woman just casually. It's never been a sit-down conversation with my little people until recently um, I had a conversation with my son when he finally asked. But leading up to that, it was just the planting seeds. What do you think about that when they would hear something? And then we would just speak truth into whatever they heard or saw. And that allowed them to feel like they can ask anything. They know where we stand. And then when the big conversation comes, they, they're ready for it. I love the questions like to gauge where they are. Like, yes. What information do you have right now in that little brain? And what kind of yeah. – what kind of information do I need to give you? I remember when my kids were much younger, you know, I would say things like, well, sex is something that's healthy and you get to do when you're married. Mm -hmm. Like Adam and Eve in the garden, they were naked and it was okay because they were married. Yeah. Right. And just little like little things that they hold on to. Yeah. I heard one the other day and I'm still thinking about it, but I thought it was such an interesting one that kids could really wrap their head around. Mm -hmm. Uh, this mom was telling me, she explained to her kiddo, they asked, like, why can't we have sex outside of marriage? And this was a pretty young kid. Yeah. And the mom said, well, I want you to think about a fire. And he's like, okay. And, he, and he, when you look at a fire in a fireplace, what do you think? And the kid was like, it's beautiful. Like, I'm drawn to it. It's warm. Um, I wish we had a fireplace. Like, it's a good thing. And the mom was like, yes. And she's like, now I want you to picture if we lit that fire outside of the fireplace in the living room. That's great. Look at that. What do you think about that? And he's like, it's scary. Like it's going to burn our house down and it's going to hurt me. And I was like, oh my goodness. What That's a good. great way to explain it to your kids. Real simple. Like when it's where it's supposed to be, the fire in the fireplace, it's beautiful and warm and we're drawn to it and it's where it's supposed to be and it's a good thing. But when it's outside of that, it's dangerous. It's scary. It's not what we are drawn to. And it that kid just really got it. And it really resonated with me. And so I thought, I think I might share that with my kids. I love that. Yeah. I really like that. I think it's a good teacher, especially for younger Young kids, kids. Like yeah. elementary age. That's great. They can totally get that. Yes. Um, and, you know, maybe you're sitting out there saying, okay, well, when, you know, I'm listening to this show, when do I bring up these conversations? Like, what do I do? Like, if they've never asked me, right? And I'm telling you, it, it, this has to start in elementary school. Like it has to, even before, really. You need to be planting seeds before. The reason I say this is because when they get to middle school, they are now doing a sex ed class. And they're going to be talking about all sorts of different kinds of sex. They're going to be, again, um, mature warning here. I'm yes. getting ready to say some stuff. Yes. They're going to be defining anal sex and oral sex. Mm -hmm. And so if you can set up, you know, what God's design looks like first and how babies are made, mm -hmm. then you can go into different because th their questions are going to get more detailed. So you need to create this foundation before they get to middle school. And as your kids get older, if they're asking way more detailed questions and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, things like sexuality and transgender, we have separate shows that you can go to to get information on that. Times are changing. Yeah, it's really happening faster and faster. 
If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 2 p.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is sponsored in part by PAX Financial Group and listeners just like you. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. There's big news if you are an investment client of USAA. Just recently, USAA announced that a Cleveland, Ohio corporation has entered into an agreement to purchase USAA Asset Management. They have always been an exceptional organization and will continue to serve our community well. But if you are considering a change, this might be the right time to look at San Antonio's PAX Financial Group. 210-881-5700, paxfinancialgroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through PAX Financial Group. Today we're talking about how to talk to your kids about sex. Um, We recently did a show on sex ed curriculum and what your kids might be learning in school. And to prepare for that, you have to start that conversation at home. But what does that look like at different ages and stages? And have you been planting the seeds along the way? Because that's the easiest thing you can do when you have little kids is planting seeds along the way so that they know what you believe to be truth. And here at Next Talk, God's word is truth for us. And that's where we um, base all of our beliefs. So if you're planting those along the way, when those big questions come, you're ready for it and they're ready for it. Yeah. You know, and I, I just go back to um, my fourth grade moment with my daughter. And, you know, she asked me this highly sexualized question and we hadn't covered anything yet. Mm. And it was way outside of where babies come from. And so I had to do a lot of backpedaling and creating a foundation first before I could answer that question for her. Yeah. Um, And so for me, what it looked like was, you know, one night I knew I I knew I had missed it. I knew I had missed the boat here. And so one night it was just she and I and we were, um, I think, making tacos or something, you know, chopping it. The boys were gone. And I I just casually said, hey, have you ever heard the word sex? Like we need to talk about this. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I encourage you when you bring something like this up, be doing a normal activity. Yeah. So be going on a walk, you know, making dinner together, driving in the car. Um, It makes it less awkward. Yes. What you do not want to do is say, hey, in an hour, we need to go have a sit down and we need to have a conversation on the couch. Red flag alerts, boundaries go up, walls go, like, Mm -hmm. what is she going to say to me? Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is just like a casual conversation. Mm -hmm. And again, this helps create a culture where they can ask you anything at any time. Yeah. And she said, you know, I think it's something you can do when you're married. And and I said, yes. And in my mind, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Right. And I said, you know, it can also mean male or female. Um, And then I could tell that she was getting really embarrassed. Yeah. And so I backed away. Yeah. And I think this is extremely important as you start these conversations. If you just go full steam ahead and like break out the diagrams and the science behind everything and they're not ready yet, then it's really difficult to come back from that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I said I sensed she was uncomfortable and I said, hey, I mean, she's nine at the time, right? Yeah. So, of course, she's uncomfortable. It's our first conversation. I've never gotten into this. Like, I totally missed this as yeah. a mom. And so her natural reaction of being, like, standoffish was completely normal. Mm-hmm. And so I said to her, hey, if you ever have a question, I'm here. Please don't ever Google it. And I want to give you this information. Like, I want to be your source. Yeah. And so that was that. And it was a couple weeks later. 
she came back for more information. Yeah. And then we got into the science of it in the anatomy and I used real medical terms, mm-hmm. you know, and how it goes together and all of that stuff. And then in the, you know, that was like our second or third sex conversation. And mm-hmm. now we're probably on our 600. I don't know. Like we're, we've <laughs> had lots of conversations sure. about it. She's 16 now. Yeah. And so over the last seven years, there's been lots of different conversations and what it looks like now. Well, I'm glad you told that story because a couple of things I want to point out. When you first begin this and you're asking your kids open-ended questions like you did, you know, what do you have you heard this word sex? Um, definitely the open-ended questions are good to gauge where they're at and then make sure you really understand what they're asking. Mm-hmm. You know, like what you said, she wasn't ready for the whole thing in honor that they may not be ready to hear the whole story yet because if you push them into that space, it's so uncomfortable. Um, but you can recover from it. And I can tell you that from experience, if you've already done it and you're like, man, it's okay. It's okay. We were sitting on the couch one night and this story will make you feel better. I did ask my son if it was okay to share it. So I want to put that out there. All our conversations. Yes. All of them. For and, their permission. Yeah. And so I, one of my kids really needs to know like the schedule ahead of time. Um, and I've so, got one of those. <laughs> yes. And so I'm going through, here's what's happening for the weekend, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, this is what you can expect. And I finished, I'm like, anybody have any questions? And one of my kids says, I have a question. And I was like, sure. What is it? And they said, what is sex? And I was like, it's happening like inside, you know, and can you share the age that this happened? Yes. Nine. This was nine. Um, just before 10. Exactly when my question. Yes. Yeah. And we had had little questions, you know, conversations leading up to it where I kept saying, circle back when you're ready to hear. Cause he had said before, I don't, I'm not ready. Yeah. I don't want to know anymore. Like we had seen things on TV and he had heard things and I had answered those questions. He's like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. So it just came out like that. And we were all like on the couch and I was like, thank you for asking me. Let's just go take a little walk in the bedroom, you know, cause we've got everybody else here. <laughs> and so we did. And I was like, well, grab your Bible. And then, you know, I had him look up some of the verses and then I went into like the anatomy. And as I got deeper in, he was getting more uncomfortable. I'm like, are you sure you're ready for this? And he's like, yeah. And by the end, he's like sliding off the bed and he's like, this is disgusting. You know, it was real awkward for him. And he asked a few questions and I was like, okay, remember, you know, if you find yourself thinking about this or you have more questions, please come back. I'm, I'll answer anything. And daddy's a great source. You know, that was the whole thing. And I was like, okay, I think that went all right. So it was like a week later we're in the car and he's just laughing hysterically for what seems to be no reason. And I'm like, brother, like what is so funny? And he's like, mom, I, I just have to tell you something and don't feel bad. Like, I love you, but I need to tell you something. And I'm like, what? And he's like, remember the other day when you were telling me all this stuff about sex? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that was a great conversation. He's like, yeah, well, I didn't. That's not what I asked. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I asked you what is suck. I was like, what? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like I didn't want to know about sex. And I could have – we laughed so so hard. I mean, for a good like 10 minutes, we were like laughing hysterically. I was like, I am so sorry. Like I asked him a few follow-up questions. Like, are you sure you're ready? You know, give me the context in which you heard it. And it all aligned somehow with the word sex. Well, yeah, I guess it would. Yeah. So I thought I had done my due diligence there, but I really didn't. And you know what? I started to beat myself up and I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I tell that story because you are going to mess up. And I apologize to him. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. And 
we have since had other conversations, but my point is you can recover from it if you kind of mess it up the first time and keep the conversation going. Yeah, I love that. And in such at a young age, so I love that you're giving practical tips for our for our parents of young kids that are listening. And please laugh with your kid. Um, one thing that as my kids have gotten older, this is extremely important that I feel like for older kids, you have got to say this to them. Um, and really it's two things and I know it's sticking because I've heard my kids repeat mm. it, which I love. I yeah, love hearing them when they repeat things. One is don't let Satan twist your thoughts into thinking you're the only one not doing it Yeah, because if they get older, they know who's having sex. Absolutely. Like, you know, you yeah. know, so one, don't let Satan twist your thoughts into thinking you're the only one not doing it. And two, the good kids are not going to broadcast that they're not doing it. Mm. The only ones that are broadcasting it are the ones who are doing it. Yeah. And so that sounds like a loud voice, but, you know, it's like the smallest number making the biggest, you know. Commotion. Uh, yes. Absolutely. I couldn't think of the word. Thank yes. you. And so I, that is so important for your kids as they get older and they know people who are having sex and they know friends who are making bad decisions. It's, it's just an important conversation. Okay, this is super important. So we want to get to it. Um, avoid sex is bad lessons with your kids. Yeah, it's it, great. And it seems. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, if done within the fireplace. It, it does, goes back to that. It does. And I will say, I just want to put this little caveat in there. I have had friends and conversations with people who it is not great for them because of medical reasons. Don't let that be a part of your conversation with your kid when you're explaining sex. That's something you need to work through. You've got to have these conversations with your kids and present it in the light that God designed it. Yeah, he designed it. It's healthy. if done like within the fireplace. Yes. Okay, so to wrap up, one, the sex talk is not a one-time conversation. This will be an ongoing discussion. Two, the sex conversation will be different at different ages. This is a healthy progression. And three, sex is good when saved for and enjoyed the way God intended. Teach your child that it is worth waiting for. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim on AM630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Next Talk.